Does entrepreneurship seem overwhelming? Do you wonder what in the hell you're doing running your own business? You are not alone. Join us as we chat about the challenges, successes, and general hilarity that is the everyday life of an entrepreneur. We're the four consultants behind Coach Lab 360 and decided to get together for a no BS chat over coffee about all things entrepreneurship. We're real. We're not here to glamorize running your own business. We're here to share our highs and our lows, and we'll occasionally drop an F-bomb. We, Brian Roth, Lindsay Turner, Tess Herbert, and Teresa Lambert, each run our own consulting businesses and have had our share of funny stories along the way. Coach Lab 360 was born from a desire to offer support for small business owners across four disciplines, HR, operations, finance, and sales and marketing. Coffee chats are our opportunity to share our personal experiences as entrepreneurs and obstacles we've had to overcome. Please make sure you click the subscribe button on the app store because each week we will drop a new episode to share our stories on all things entrepreneurship. Welcome back to another episode. So excited to be here with my co-hosts, Brian, Tess, and Lindsay. And we were just actually, before we jumped on recording, having this conversation around the beginnings of entrepreneurships and the fears and all those things that a lot of us have to learn at the beginning. Unless you jump into entrepreneurship with a full team ready to go, which I haven't heard of that many people doing that yet, you literally have to learn so many bits and pieces and overcome a lot of fears of doing things that maybe wasn't your expertise. What's coming up for some of you? Jump on in. Well, I can definitely share that during the first few days, weeks, and months, when I first jumped into wanting to get my human resources out there for people to take advantage of and what my services could be. And although I felt super confident in knowing what I can do in human resources, that was one box that was checked, which is great, except that whole idea of how do I get myself out there? Who do I talk to? How do I just put one foot in front of the other towards selling myself? Because I'm not necessarily, at least I wasn't then necessarily great at jumping out and selling myself. And it was quite literally waking up every morning with that pit of my stomach feeling fear. And, and how do I do that? And it certainly is, it's a tough one if that's not your specialty. So it's amazing. Same as if you're, if, I mean, I'm in human resources. I happen to have a lot of business operation experience behind me. So I was better equipped to just even do a little bit of my accounting, but I certainly wasn't great to get out there and try and sell myself. And it was an interesting thing that I'll share with you that I did do one day because I was really low as in, I don't know if I can really do this. It was one of those moments. And I literally took a recipe card. It was blank. And it, and it said, you know, from someone's kitchen, it has a blank. So it could have been from mine or yours or your mom's or your grandmother's kitchen. And you're meant to fill it in for the recipe. And all I did was just write down from Tess's kitchen recipe for success. And I put down bullet points on the recipe card with, here's what I know I need to do 
and, and it was only three at the time because I didn't want to make a huge laundry list and then make myself feel even more overwhelmed. Instead, it was just, okay, contact this person, call that person and follow up with that. And, and then, then another foot could be put in front of the other foot. And that's one of my small stories, humbling stories of just how to move forward in, in a time of complete fright. Lindsay, did you have any stories? You know, I think for me, as someone who actually started my career in sales, and I feel like I'm pretty good at selling other people and other stuff and products I believe in, I am absolutely useless. I was talking to my one of my best friends the other day, and I was like, I'm shit at selling myself. And she's like, yeah, you really are. Um, so I think that, you know, it's, you said, you know, I'm, I was in HR, I'm not good at sales. Even if you are good at sales, selling yourself can be something so different. And so, um, you know, there's imposter syndrome and, oh, we as women and la la la. I, I don't like to single us out as women for that. I just think it's hard for anybody. It's, it's always hard to sell yourself. So I don't know, Brian, what's your experience as the man of the group? <laughs> uh, it's not much different. I mean, I, I, I too started my career in sales. Uh, and so I'm familiar with what it takes to, to sell. And, and I've had, you know, I've been somewhat fortunate to feel comfortable talking to people and, and selling products, things and myself. Um, but at the same time, I'm, I'm also an engineer and an accountant. So I'm inherently risk averse, which is probably why I'm still the only one of the four of us still straddling both worlds of trying to be an entrepreneur off the side of my desk while also doing a more traditional job at the same time, just because it's hard to take the leap. Teresa, how did, how did you take the leap? Oh my God. <laughs> well, I waited for a long time. Let me tell you, like, you know what you were just saying that, you know, it's hard to take the leap. I think there was that huge safety net, but think the universe gave me my leap because I was given a choice, um, you know, take on a, another role or, you know, move forward. And, um, you know, it was great. I could have taken on a VP role. I didn't want to take on a VP role of business development for somebody else. And I was like, you know what, it's just time to make the leap and take that risk on myself. But it's, you know, it's funny because with the selling and building a business, like I have a lot of knowledge around that. I've done it. And yet going in on my own and also selling a service instead of selling a product was just such a big shift because I would have said I could sell you on a garbage bag, like no problem, but like to sell you on my own services was definitely like next level adventure and just really learning how to do that well. And I, I feel like that's why it's so important too that we get the support even at the beginning. And I, I think that's sort of that next thing that I found really scary is to continue to invest in getting support, to continue to invest in getting mentors and, and you know, having consultants on board, like reaching out to the people for the things that you either don't know how to do yet, or you're kind of like a fish out of water, or you really have no freaking clue. Like um, I, from the beginning was like, I'm not going to be doing my own accounting like I know how to do it and I, there's no way I'm going to do it because I didn't want to mess it up. And so I feel like, you know, that's why I loved the four of us together coming too, because we have so many different viewpoints on so many different things 
all combined in one spot with Coach Lab. And that was the whole, you know, idea around like birthing Coach Lab 360 was really for us to be able to offer people support in all the different disciplines and have insight knowledge, not just from sales and marketing or just from HR or just from finance or just from, you know, operations and, and some business strategy and, and coaching on leadership. So it kind of all folds in together in this beautiful way because we've you know not only are experts in certain areas but we've also all invested time to gather more knowledge around those things like selling ourselves which for sure was was a tough one but yeah the leap brian and continuing to make financial investments when you're not sure yet it's going to work it's scary like super scary Yeah, I, it's, uh, you know, one of the things you said there, I think is, is very important uh, in terms of, you know, knowing what you don't know and knowing where your strengths are. Um, you know, some of the best guidance and advice I got early on when I started to even just put a, a website together of what services I would offer was to try and add partners to the page um, to make it, you know, at, at a at a minimum, appear that you have people you can turn to for advice, but in you know a better case scenario, have actual people you can turn to advice outside your areas of expertise. That's so true. It's interesting because it really, when I was trying to work through the fear and it got better and it, I mean, it doesn't exist today, but it was interesting that I didn't focus so much on what people keep telling you to have your 30 second elevator pitches. And like, this is what you need to have already nailed because that's what you have to keep saying. And I found it really stressful <laughs> because I couldn't even get my 30 second pitch together. Although I wanted one because I was told that, you know, definitely you want to be able to know what that is, but I already knew what I could do. And it was funny because when I let go of the idea of, okay, you, you got to memorize this. If you're just talking to a human and it doesn't matter if you're in person or on the phone or wherever it is, and you can just articulate what you're doing, that it is your pitch. And so, and you may say it differently every time, which isn't awful either. And so it was interesting because when, what the one thing that helped me get over that momentous sort of, I'm not sure if I'm saying the right thing. All it took was one person I was talking to when I was saying, this, this is what I do now. And immediately they were just, they interested, they were listening. They said, oh, wow, because I think so-and-so you should talk to right away. There was just, they, you know, and they weren't trying to make me feel better. They were just simply telling me, gosh, that sounds great. And that's really good. And blah, blah, blah. And it was just that moment. It was almost a massive exhale of relief that maybe I'm not so crazy. <laughs> I'm doing what I'm doing right now. And, uh, and you're right, Brian, Teresa, absolutely. If you can remember what your strengths are and what you want and need to ask for help in those areas, ask, and it's amazing what we can get back. Yeah, I think one of the one of the things for me has always been, um, you know, you feel like you have to know it all and you feel like you have to portray this like, oh, okay, well, I'm out on my own, but I, you know, clearly I know what I'm doing. I, that, that, 
I think I've had my business nine years. Granted, I went back corporate for a few years, but nine years in, I still don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I mean, I like to think I know what I'm doing within my little box, but when it comes to everything outside that box, I don't know. And every client and every project is different. And so you approach everyone differently. And there's always like, for me, there's always a little bit of apprehension, like, okay, we're going into this, like, it's a new client, new, like you never know. I have had some nightmare clients. I'm sure we all have. I've had great ones too. So, you know, there's always, I think being an entrepreneur is wrapping your head around just being comfortable with the unknown. You don't know what that looks like moving forward. And so you really have to be happy and able to just sit in the unknown and, and be content. I think that's so powerful, Lindsay, because I think for so many of us, right, like that certainty piece is such a huge piece, right? Like even when you said earlier, Brian, right, like taking that leap is scary because the leap is into like, I'm like jumping over the side of this cliff and I have no idea if I'm jumping into like a lush rainforest, some nice, beautiful turquoise water or mud, right? Like you have no idea what you're jumping in and you might be like, in flight time for a very long time before you actually find your feedback on the ground. And, you know, I, I think as we sort of were talking about selling and, you know, leaning into that one thing that I sort of come back to, and I think Lindsay, you just mentioned it, you know, if you are really loving what you do and then talk about that, right? Like that's something that I have found was so like really started to change the game in terms of the way I present myself. And a lot of my consulting took a huge back burner in 2020. And I really shifted sort of more on the coaching side for myself. But what ended up happening is I transitioned from talking about the standard pain points and, and what people said people need right? Because I was taught like, you know, talk about the pain points, talk about the things that if people don't sign up for this, they're never going to make it. And it, and I hated it, to be honest. I hated it because it's like, Lindsay, you know, using you as an example, but I'm sure you wouldn't want to say to a client, well, if you don't use my services to redo your website, you're never going to be successful. Like you should really think about that, right? Like that, that's like a scare tactic you wouldn't use, right? And so in the coaching world, uh, specifically, that was like a heavy, heavy thing. And I, I know also in consulting, right? Like telling people like fear, these fear, scare sales tactics. And when I changed it from that to, you know what? I'm going to just talk about the stuff that I love talking about. I'm going to just teach people what I've done that's worked for me. And they can either come in and rise up with me and do better in their business, in their life, in their career, like whatever it may be, or they don't. And that's also actually made a shift in terms of the clients that are coming to me because before the clients that came in on my scare tactics, which I did try all the hundred things I was told to do, which didn't work so well, were also the clients which were, you know, maybe not the perfect clients, the clients that were like, aren't you going to do it for me? And, you know, that's interesting too. So, so I think I learned a lot there in terms of, you know, just like really stand in what you know, talk about what you know, and change it up. And I feel like for, for all of us, you know, we do all sorts of different things. Like I know for myself, I do so many different things. I have one main, you know, way I like introduce myself when I'm on networking calls, but what I ask for or, or the way I lay my introduction out changes slightly based on where my focus is at right in that moment. 
And, you know, sometimes it's really different, right? Like I have business programs launching and things that are going on. And I have, you know, programs that I work with people that are really on that personal side. So it's so different, right? Yeah, I find that too. I find I do because I I do so many different things things or, you know, I, you know, whether it's branding or marketing strategy or customer experience, but to me, like, it's just such a broad umbrella that gets defined based on each client and project that I struggle. Like what I do for businesses is clear up their messaging and make sure they're messaging properly to their clients. And yet for myself, again, it's really, it's tough because, Again, I don't know why it's so tough to do for yourself, but I think it's like forest for the trees, right? Like I can see clearly another business's issue and what they're confusing, but it's so hard when you're in it to really do that. Yeah, I think, you know, Teresa, you say that you even saw your client base changed when you changed your perspective. Um, taking that, that approach that aligned more with you know, who you really are and what your values are probably enabled that change in getting your clients to be more representative of the right fit. Yeah, a hundred percent, you know, and I mean, that's the thing too. I, I, that's what a lot of the work I do is around actually building, you know, value-based, strength-based um, careers, businesses, lives, like really designing them the way you desire them to be instead of just taking everything for, oh, you know, it, this is the way it is and that's the way it should be done. And so I'm going to do it that way, even if I don't like it. And that's been a huge shift. And I haven't like, it's only been really the last like eight months that I consciously started to work towards that. And, and hundred percent, like it attracts different people because your energy sort of changes and shifts. You know, I love that topic right here because I did have, when we're thinking about, you know, is it right working with this client? How does it feel? Is, is this what I should be doing? And I have had to actually ask a client to well break up. Um, and a lot of that is because of the values. And some of that was just, I'm, I can't move forward. And I'd even spent hours. I could not bill this client because if I build them, then it would have showed I had already worked with them. So I had to forego the whole thing and just let them know, let them down easy that, sorry, we're, we're, you should find someone else. So it exists. It happens. There are breakups in, in business. Uh, but sure. I think that's where we're going to, we're going to turn things over for a week next week. Hopefully you'll tune in. That's it for this week. Hopefully helping people relate to us in the fears and the ups and downs as we've had. So thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll talk to you all next week. That's a wrap for another episode of Coach Lab Coffee Chat. Enjoyed this episode? Entrepreneurship can be lonely, so make sure to subscribe to Coach Lab Coffee Chat on your favorite podcast player or check us out at coachlab360.com.